0: This week I was talking to someone and they were were telling me that they were talking, they were having a conversation with a former Catholic who over time, and this was their words, had become disillusioned with God. And This person was telling the story that some things had happened and they had become disillusioned with God and this person had become, actually become, a practicing atheist And, and, and they told my sister, they uh, could not believe the claims of Christianity. Uh, they were not able to go there any longer. And, and this was their conclusion. Uh, they were also talking to another person who had grown up in a Christian home. And it was kind of the same story. They had grown up in a Christian home, but they felt like uh, Christians were judgmental. And now as an adult, they felt like Christians were non-loving. And this person also had abandoned, had walked off from their faith. And we were, we were talking about that. We were talking about, our faith. We were talking about how do you get somebody to understand the truth of our faith? How do you get somebody to to see and to grasp the truth of our faith? And and honestly, that is a deep subject. That is a profoundly huge subject. And you could talk for hours about that. How do you you make someone that's a a, a follower of Islam, how do you make them see the the truth of Christianity? And how do you find someone that denies there even is a God? And how do you help them see the truth of Christianity? And you could read volumes about that. But let me tell you, as, as broad as the subject is, as complex and detailed as our good news is, listen to me, friends, It really all comes down to one defining truth. It really all comes down to one great difference. It really all comes down to the fact that Jesus Christ, though he was crucified, he lives today. Jesus is alive. It is Easter Sunday morning, 2019. And I have preached seven years and three months, through twenty-three chapters, through a thousand and ninety-eight verses, to get to our verses today. And so, let me tell you, I'm excited to tell you this morning: He's alive! He's alive! Jesus is alive! This morning, our message is entitled "The Exclamation." Of Easter, the exclamation of Easter. Today we're in Luke chapter 24. We're going to look at the first 12 verses of Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Again, the exclamation of Easter. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's Word. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, At early dawn, they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Now they they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James also the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles but these words appeared to them as nonsense and they would not believe them but Peter got up and ran to the tomb stooping and looking in he saw the linen wrappings only and he went away to his home marveling at what had happened let's go to the lord in prayer Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and we're thankful for this day. We're thankful for this Lord's Day that we celebrate a risen, reigning Savior. I'm thankful for Easter when it is reminded and brought back into our view that the tomb is empty. Lord, I I pray that you've been honored so far in our service. I pray that you've been glorified as we've gathered together today. And I pray now in the preaching of your word, I pray that your truth would be known I pray that we will be taught this morning, that we will be encouraged this morning. I pray for some and perhaps several in this room today that do not know you as their Lord and Savior. I pray that in the the truth of your gospel, the preaching of your gospel, that today might be the day of their salvation. Lord, I pray for us here as believers that we couldn't leave this room the same, that we couldn't leave in apathy, that we couldn't leave and, and go back to a worldly system that denies these truths. I pray that we will be forever changed today hearing this truth. Lord, we we praise you, we worship you, we exalt you, and it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. Today, very quickly, let's go back to our verses, starting again here in verse one. It says this, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. The verse starts, verse one starts, but. Now, let's, let's take a look at this word. Notice this word. The verse starts, so we move to chapter 24, but. But is a word of contrast. It literally translates, however. It is a word of contrast. Be sure today this entire event is marked by a contrast. This entire episode, in fact, is marked by a contrast. This is what you would expect to happen, but this is what actually happens. This is what is logical to happen, but here is what actually takes place. It is a great contrast, and the verse starts with this word, but. Well, here, Jesus has been tried. Jesus has been beaten. Jesus, we've passed through the verses, he has been crucified on the cross at Calvary. Jesus has died. Jesus has been placed in his grave. And and chapter 24 starts with the word, but. However, in contrast. But on the first day of the week, Today I want us to look very closely at this day. And I want us today on this Easter Sunday morning, I want us to understand this day on our way to hearing the exclamation of Easter. I want us to look in great detail at this day. On the first day of the week. Now listen to the verse again. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. The first thing to see about this day is this. It is an actual day. It is an actual day. The Bible says, Luke records, on the first day of the week. Listen to the words. On the first day of the week. It is an actual day. The Bible continues, on the first day of the week at early dawn. At early dawn. It literally translates at deep dawn, meaning this is right as the sun comes up. If you've ever been out all night, we used to bail hay all night, and right before the sun comes up, it seems is the darkest time of the night. Well, in this deep dawn, the sun comes up. And so understand today, it is an actual day. Not only that, it is an actual time of the day. This actual day as the sun comes up. Now, I've been saying this for several weeks, but it is worth repeating today. These are actual days. These are literal days. Understand today, this is not a representative day. This is not a symbolic day. This is not an allegorical day. No, this is an actual day with an actual time as the sun came up on this day. Folks, get this today. See this. Be sure of this. There was an actual day, a literal day, when Jesus crossed the Jordan River. And he goes by the ancient city of Jericho, and he's making his way for the very last time to Jerusalem. That was an actual day. There was an actual day, a literal day, when Jesus made the last 20 miles up the, the mountain range that was surrounding Jerusalem, and once he got there, he stayed with friends. It was an actual day. There was an actual day. There was a literal day when he had his disciples secure a donkey and he makes his way down and he stops when he can see the holy city, the city of David, as it opens up before him and he cries out, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, you did not see the day of your visitation. It was an actual day. There is an actual day, a literal day when the Lamb of God presents himself, understand that he presents himself all of those lambs for all of those years. And now the lamb of God, the lamb from God, Jesus, he walks himself to the final altar and he goes there to Calvary. And just like Isaac way back on another actual day, Jesus carries his own wood there to the altar. It was an actual day. It was an actual day, a literal day when that lamb Jesus is nailed to the cross. And his blood runs out and and his breath gives way. And it's not, listen, in symbolism. It's not some fable that we can learn from. The lamb of God dies for our sin and atonement is made on an actual day. Be sure there is an actual day, a literal day that was the first day of the week, Sunday, And as the sun comes up, there in deep dawn, as the sun comes up, there is an actual day when the grave was empty, friends. It was an actual day, a literal day. So the first thing we see of this day is an actual day. Second thing is this, it is an unexpected day. This day really is an unexpected day. The second half of verse one, listen to this. They came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. Sometimes we miss this. Sometimes we we do not see this. These women saw the burial. They saw Jesus taken from the cross. They saw his body prepared. They saw Jesus as he's placed in the grave. That's at the end of chapter 23. These these women they had prepared the spices. In these days in the meantime, they had prepared the spices. That's also at the end of chapter 23. These women as soon as they could as, as soon as the sun came up on the first day, they were making their way to the grave, but I want you to see this, not to welcome Jesus. Not to celebrate his resurrection. Not to usher in Easter. They were going to the tomb to finish his burial. Understand, they were going to the, to the body of Jesus, the dead body of Jesus. They were bringing their spices to put on the dead body in the grave of Jesus. And listen, it was for no other reason. Sometimes I think we, we get too quick on this topic. Maybe we miss this heavy truth. Jesus was dead, Jesus was dead, Jesus was buried. Their friend is gone, their hope was gone, their their friend that they had spent all these, these, these hours, these days with was gone, he's dead, they saw him as he's wrapped up and put in the grave and they are in pain and so understand, they didn't go that day in joy, they didn't go that day skipping along and singing as they went but rather they go and their hearts are broken. Another gospel says they actually wondered how they would get the stone open. They didn't expect these events. They didn't go to usher in Easter. They went to put spices on the body of their dead friend, Jesus. But, however, first we see it's an actual day. Then we see it's an unexpected day. But then we see... It is a miraculous day. It is a miraculous day. Now, let's look at verse 2. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Now, this by itself is really a pretty big deal. Now, the stone would weigh hundreds of pounds, sometimes thousands of pounds. Some of them were as much as a ton, and several men would be required to place the stone in its place and to open and remove the stone. They would use long levers, and so it would take several men, and they would take these levers, these pry bars, and they would move the stone. Well, this is a big deal by itself. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb, verse 3. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. The grave is open when they get there. They enter the grave expecting to see his body, but again, however, when they entered, the Bible says they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. They came, it's a a shocking thing, the grave is open. That's a shocking thing, but they think, you know what, the body's going to still be inside. They go inside, and now they do not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Notice the title here. They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. I think it's very interesting. This is the only time in the gospel accounts that he's given this title. This is the only time when Luke uses it here. It's the word kuros. It means Lord. It means supreme authority. And so the Lord Jesus. Be sure today, it wasn't just any body that they were looking for, but they were coming looking for the body of the Lord Jesus. They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Verse four. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. While they were perplexed about this, that word perplexed means at a loss. It literally means, it literally translates, not able to decide how to decide. Not able to decide how to decide. They couldn't understand. We came to the tomb and there's not a body here. We don't even know what to think or how to think. We can't decide in what to decide. And it says, and while they were perplexed, two men, now we know that they're angels, suddenly stood near them. It says in dazzling clothing. The word for dazzling clothing, it means lustrous. It actually means like lightning. This is the same description that's used at the transfiguration. Their clothes are like a flash of lightning. And so they go there and they don't know what to think. They can't decide what to decide. And as they're standing there, these two angels appear and their clothing is like a flash of lightning. Verse 5. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, The men said to them, why do you seek the living one among the dead? They are terrified. The Bible says it means full of fear. They're full of fear. They're terrified. They they fall to the ground. They bow their faces to the ground. And then we have this great question. Why do you seek the living one? It's actually just one word in the original language. Why do you seek the living? It is specific. It's talking about a specific one, the one who is living. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Now, what what a great description of Jesus Jesus the living. Jesus the living one. The Jesus the one who lives. Why do you seek the living? Why do you seek the one that is alive? Among the dead. What a, what a tremendous question. Here, here's what I think. Here's, here's what I've decided. Here's my opinion. Honestly, and I could give you a whole bunch of examples, but honestly, angels have to think that people are stupid. They have to. They have to think people are idiots they have to think people are just dumb. That Really, I don't, I don't know, that's my opinion. They, they have to think people are just dumb. Remember the angels came and they announced the Savior's birth. Born for you today as a Savior who is Christ the Lord. They announced today is born a Savior. They announced he's come. And people miss him. So he tells them who he is. That Savior tells them. He spends these years telling them who he is. In Luke chapter four, he says, this prophecy has been fulfilled today in your hearing. I am the Messiah. He says, I am the one. I'm the Messiah. He tells them who he is. So people kill him. He tells them he's coming back. Very clearly, he's coming back. And now they can't believe him. These angels have to be like, Wow, these people are dumb. Why do you seek the living one among the dead? What a great question. Why, why do you look amongst these tombs? Why do you look in a graveyard for the living one, the one that is living? Why do you look here for Jesus? Chapter, verse six, first part of the verse. He is not here, but he has risen. He is not here, but he has risen. In the original language, it it translates, he is not here, he has been raised. He is not here. Why do you look for him here? He is not here, he has been raised. Now I want you to listen. I want you to go with me for just a second. Greatest miracle of all miracles, greatest miracle of all miracles Jesus is fully God, he's also fully man. Jesus has died. Jesus has died, he is dead. He's placed in a grave, they wrapped him in these cloths. they put some spices on him, they put him in the grave. Jesus is dead in the grave, Listen to me, nobody stole him, nobody came and got him, a doctor doesn't revive him, it was not symbolic, it is not spiritual, he was not faking, but dead in the grave, the spirit of God himself raised him up and supernaturally in the power of God alone, Jesus who died for the sins of man is now alive in victory. He is not here, he is risen. on this day. He's not here. He's risen. The angels announce he is not here. He is risen. Can you hear the song now? Vainly they watch his bed. Jesus my Savior. Vainly they seal the dead. Jesus, my Lord, up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose, the victor of the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign, he arose, he arose, hallelujah, he arose, he is not here, he is risen, he is not here, he is risen, he arose, he arose, don't look here anymore, he is risen, he's alive, he is alive. What a day, what a day, an actual day, what a day, what an unexpected day, we came to a grave, What a miraculous day. He is not here. He is risen. What a day. What a day. Now see what it exclaimed. We've looked at the day. Now see what the day exclaims. This is the best part. I'll just tell you. Verse six. He is not here, but he is risen. Here we go. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee? Verse seven saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. Listen to me. That's what Jesus taught. These women, they had heard that. They had had heard that. That's what Jesus taught. Listen, that was always the message of Jesus. This wasn't a surprise. That's what Jesus had taught them. It's what he'd always taught them. While he was still in Galilee saying that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again, verse eight. And they remembered his words. Now I want you to take note of that. We're going to revisit that in just a second. This is a great truth. Something happens here in verse 8. There is a light that comes on here in verse 8. And the exclamation of Easter is going to be found right here in verse 8. What is the exclamation of Easter? We're gonna find it when we come back to verse eight. And they remembered his words. And they remembered his words. Verse nine. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. They go back, they leave the tomb, they go back, and they report, they start telling, they start talking, verse 10. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James. Also the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. Now in verse 10, these faithful women these women that started with Jesus in Galilee, who went the whole distance and and ended with Jesus there at the tomb, these women who were devoted to Jesus, these women who came as soon as they could on the first day when the sun came up, the Bible says these women were telling these things. Now follow with me. The Greek word for these things Is one word, hutos. Hutos. It translates now. Stick with me. This or this thing. They were telling this to the apostles. They were telling this thing to the apostles. They leave the tomb and they go back to the apostles and they are telling this to the apostles. They're telling this thing to the apostles, verse 11. But these words appeared to them, the apostles, as nonsense, and they would not believe them. These words translates a thing spoken, or what was being said. What was being said appeared to them, what was being said, appeared to the apostles as nonsense. The word for nonsense here means wild talk or a delusion or words resulting from hysteria. They're hysterical and these are crazy words that they're speaking. And so understand they are considered out of their minds, they are considered delusional in the things that they're saying. They go back to tell this thing. And as they tell this thing, they are considered to be out of their mind, delusional in the thing that they're saying. And it says, and they would not believe them. The word means they disbelieve them. They had no confidence in their words, they couldn't put trust in their words. Very simply, they would not believe them. But these words appear to them as nonsense and they would not believe them. And so the question is this, what is this thing that they have gone back to report? That's the question. As they come back, they're delusional. As they come back, they must be hysterical. What is this thing that they've come back to report? What what is this thing that when they declare it, they are counted as delusional? What is this thing that they can't believe that the Bible says they will not believe? Very simply, what is Easter proclaiming? Now I want you to think with me for a second. If they came and said the grave is open that's crazy but that's not unbelievable somebody could open the grave if they came back and said hey hey the grave is open that's crazy but it's not unbelievable if they came and said the body was gone that is that is unlikely but it's not delusional. Somebody could steal the body. Someone had even talked about that potential. If they came and said, hey, his body is gone, it would have been unlikely, but it wasn't delusional. It could have happened. If they came and said they saw angels, we just saw two angels, their clothes were like lightning. If they came and said they saw angels, that is hard to swallow, but it's not impossible. After all, Jesus' birth announcement was given by angels. They, they, They would have recognized that. They would have heard that story. So what is this that they are saying that no one can believe? What is the exclamation of Easter? Friends, in verse seven, the angel says, Jesus told you He will be delivered to sinful men. Jesus told you he would be crucified. Jesus told you on the third day he would rise again. The angel says, remember, Jesus told you those things. He told you he would be handed over to sinful men. He told you he would be crucified. He told you after three days he would rise again. Verse eight says, and they remembered his words. They remembered his words. See this. This is the light that goes on. This is what they proclaimed. This is what no one else could believe. This is what Easter exclaims. It is this. Jesus Christ who was killed on the cross of Calvary. Jesus Christ who was crucified for sinners. Jesus Christ who was buried in a borrowed grave. Jesus Christ who is dead for three days. As crazy as it may seem, as delusional as it may be, the message they liver as they go back to the apostles is he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. Not the grave is empty, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. That is the proclamation of Easter. He is alive. Somebody stole his body. No, he's alive. Where have they taken him? I don't know. No, that's not it. He's alive. He is alive. We remember what he told us. He is alive. The message, who listen to this? The message of Easter 2019 is Jesus is still alive. What's the difference in our faith and all the dead face the world is whipping up on us? What, what's the difference in our hope and the hope that Satan holds out and says, grab a hold of this? What, what is the peace in such of a, a messed up sorry world? What is the peace that we have? Listen, the message of Easter 2019 is Jesus Christ is still alive. He's still alive. We have hope today. Man, our world's getting crushed of its hope. We have hope today. Jesus is still alive. We have the forgiveness of sin today. Aren't you tired of your sin? Aren't you sick of your your sin today? We have the forgiveness of sin today because Jesus is alive, the living one. Jesus is alive. As I I roll through that, I can't imagine those women. That's, That's the part that gets me. Can you imagine those women pull him off a cross, lifeless dead, wrap him up in a hurry? Our hope was in him. We loved him, put him in a grave. Can you imagine these women when they come and two angels dressed like lightning? Say, so why, why do you look here? He's alive. Remember what he said? He's alive. Can you, can you imagine these women as they run back to town? He is alive. He is alive. He's alive. Hold on, make you stand hysterical. He is alive. That's delusional. He is alive. What are you talking about? He is alive. Can you imagine their hope? Jesus is alive. Here's the question. Do you have that? Do you have that? Do you have that joy? That joy that comes from knowing Jesus is alive, that he paid the penalty for sin, my penalty, your penalty, that he is alive. Do you have that joy? Because today on Easter Sunday, 2019, in the grace of a kind and loving Savior, it's offered to you. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come today and we're thankful. We are so thankful for an empty tomb, but not just an empty tomb. It could have been empty for several reasons. We're thankful for an open tomb, but not just an open tomb. It could have been opened by anybody. We're thankful for a risen, resurrected, living Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I, I, I praise you. I worship you. I am astonished again. I'm astounded at the truth of your gospel. I thank you. Lord, I I pray now as we begin to conclude our service that that you have spoken, I believe that you have. I pray that you continue to speak. I ask that you would. I pray for some in this room that do not know you. I pray that no no better day than on the day we celebrate a risen Savior, they would put their faith and their hope in, in your son, Jesus. Lord, I ask that you stir in their hearts, that these words, this truth of Scripture would pierce their hearts. And today might be the day of their salvation. Remove any hindrance to that. Lord, I I pray for us today as believers that we would be impacted. That though we we go back to a world that's quickly going one direction, that, that seems to be coming unhinged, that's completely mad, that we would stop on Easter Sunday and say, but you know what? Jesus is alive. You know what? Jesus, our hope, is alive. Lord, help us be different. Help us live differently. Help us prioritize our life differently. Jesus is alive. Lord, thank you. Lord, we come and I pray that you've been honored. I pray that you've been glorified. I submit this to you. I ask that you'd work in it. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.